Welcome to Startup to Scale, a podcast by Food Bevy. I'm your host, Jordan Buckner. Join me as I talk to aspiring entrepreneurs, seasoned industry experts, and everyone in between as we unlock the keys to growing from startup to scale. Accounting is one of those topics for CPG brands that everyone needs to do, but no one knows if they are doing it the right way. I know when I was running T-Squares, being a inventory-based business, I realized we were doing things like throwing all of our purchases into expenses instead of as a inventory asset item. And that was really throwing off our books. We didn't really understand how to properly instrument the cost of goods sold. And the effect of that, when you're small, is not too big, but as you grow, it begins to be create systematic problems. So I really wanted to bring in the guest today to talk through, you know, what are some of those areas that founders need to know when they're thinking about accounting, especially for inventory-based businesses. And so for that conversation, I've invited on Mike Pignatelli, who's the founder of Unloop. Mike, welcome. Thank you, Jordan. Appreciate you having me on. So I'd love for you just to give a quick introduction, tell me what Loop does and what's your mission about. Yeah. So my name is Mike. I'm the co-founder here at Unloop Accounting, and we are a team of awesome, real people who do the bookkeeping for CPG companies. So we mainly work with any CPG and inventory business between zero and 15 million in annual revenue using QuickBooks Online or Zero. And our number one priority is basically just to get your financial reporting perfect and delivered to you on time so you can use it to make better decisions. Yeah, I think that's really helpful and something that a lot of founders have trouble with as they're doing that. I mean, one of the first things, right, is like a lot of founders are like, I can't really afford the bookkeeper or account. Like, I don't really know what I need. So like, when should a founder bring on a bookkeeper? What exactly do you think they should be doing at that level at the beginning? And how much should they pay? Yeah, that's a great question. So I think accounting is like really boring for a lot of people. <laughs> I think they don't even understand, you know, what accounting is or bookkeeping is and what they should be doing. Obviously, at the early stage of a CPG visit, business, you're focused on marketing, you're focused on product development, product market fit. So an expensive accountant or, or bookkeeping service may not be ideal. Especially now, Jordan, like cash is tight for everyone, right? So accounting is one of those places you may be able to save some money. But you know, when you look at it, I see like our clients, some of them are getting involved with Unloop at like just starting their business, some at the 1 million mark. I could see that I'd recommend you pay about 1% to 2% of your annual revenue in accounting costs as a maximum. You can start with a cash basis approach, but you're going to want to move to an accrual accounting system, something we're going to talk about a little bit more today. Awesome. That totally makes sense. So kind of going into that, where do you think CPG companies are missing the mark with their accounting? Yeah. So I think of accounting is really like the language of business, if you think about it, right? So the way we do our accounting matters to tell us how good or how bad a company is performing. But we have to compare it to something, right? So when we look at financial statements, a profit and loss or a balance sheet, you know, namely a profit and loss statement, we want to see how good or how bad we did compared to, you know, last year or a competitor or perhaps like, you know, an industry benchmark. So people are always asking me, you know, my numbers good, are my margins high enough? You know, a lot of CPG companies are asking me that, are my gross margins high enough? And I say, you know, compared to who, right? So if the counting is not done properly, if we don't do enough work into our cost of goods sold, the valuation of inventory, our revenue recognition, which, you know, can only be done using an accrual accounting system, we'll never be able to answer these, these kinds of questions. Yeah, I think that is definitely key. You know, I think a lot of founders don't really know the numbers behind their business and it 
it leads to a lot of foundational issues that, you know, for some rounds that I've actually met, they're actually losing money every time they sell a product, right? And on the surface, they kept <laughs> the cogs like, you know, day five and their business is a year old. Supply chain is, and expenses have gone up, freight's gone up, and a lot of them haven't refactored what their cost of goods sold really is, you know, today right. or on average over a longer period of time. And right. they're actually like losing a lot of money. Yeah, it's crazy. Sometimes we give people their profit and loss report at the end of the year or the end of the month. And, you know, it shows that they lost money and they're like, Mike, there must be a mistake here. What's going on? <laughs> and, you know, they're pretty shocked. Yeah. I mean, that's important to find someone that actually knows that. So, you know, what do CPG founders really need to look for in their bookkeeper? Yeah, I think like if we're keeping it really simple, right, in plain old English, what I like to say is you definitely want to be able to review the historical performance of your company, right? So I find so many founders in the CPG space are always trying to set up their accounting, their QuickBooks or their Zero or their inventory management system, but they're not in this like monthly cadence of financial reporting. So once you have this set up and you're just kind of receiving the financial statements every month, you can trust the data is accurate. At that point, you can kind of look back and say, okay, this is what's happening right now. This is what happened last month. So a lot of people aren't really there yet. But once you get there, you can look at things like trends, the seasonality of your business, really just becoming familiar. Once you're there with your bookkeeping and the books are clean and in order, that's when you start to do a little bit more of the fun stuff. And that's like the fractional CFO type of work. So that's setting future goals, but you know, you can't set goals unless you, you know the past first, right? You can't set future goals. So, you know, looking into the future, setting targets, setting deadlines, updating budget to actuals and having like a dedicated day every month, no matter what, it's blocked in your calendar where you populate those actuals and say, you know, why did we miss budget? And then you start really thinking about your business differently. And, you know, of course, don't ignore things. Don't ignore red flags that you're seeing. That's what I always say. The third thing I would say is cash flow. So I find a lot of founders are using their accounting, like their profit and loss statement as their cash flow statement, which is okay. And if you're comfortable with that, you know, you have to kind of slowly transition. But once you transition to an accrual system, I usually just recommend like a scrappy like Google Sheet for cash flow. So you want to get into like weekly cash flow, always having a pulse, the operator of the business on what's the opening bank balance, how much cash is expected to come in and hit the bank, how much cash is expected to go out, and then what's your projected ending bank balance. So like I do this every day. A lot of my clients do this every day, but definitely something you want to get a tab on. And then tax is obviously a whole beast on its own. So filing your sales tax returns and your business taxes on time and, you know, doing all those things and spending as little time and money as you can getting the above, like those things done. Yeah. You know, I think it's really funny, Mike, because I also see a lot of founders who see these red flat items, like you mentioned, and like, you were unprofitable or your expenses in this one category were really high and founders kind of don't take action on it because if you kind of shove it under the rug, then it doesn't exist, right? And they just ignore yeah. numbers. And that's the good thing. Like if you have a good accounting system and someone who's doing it, then the numbers don't actually lie and they are telling the truth. Your interpretation might change of that. And sometimes <laughs> you might know you're losing money and that's okay, but you should really know how your businesses are performing every single month. I think that's it. At minimum, you should be looking at that if not on a weekly or daily basis. Exactly. You know, you just kind of reminded me of something when you said that about normalization adjustments. So I see some of my clients are, are selling or, you know, there's some transactions that come across my desk or even, you know, when they're reviewing their monthly statements, they're saying, oh, you know, this was one bad marketing campaign or, you know, this is a one-off event, <laughs> but the one-off events kind of keep happening. 
every month. <laughs> so yeah, that, that's another thing I see. Yeah, that definitely happened. You know, I think the cash flow thing is really interesting because like as you mentioned, financial <laughs> statements are not kind of a, a view of like the everyday cash coming in and out the door for your business, especially when you move in that way. I'm just kind of mm-hmm. curious, is there a reason there aren't like a f- cash flow tool built into systems like QuickBooks? I know they just started, I think they're like testing one now or they started rolling one out, but to see that kind of daily view of your in and outflows. Yeah, I'm not sure why. Like, I guess I would say every business is so different, right? Cash is coming from so many different places. A lot of times it's not just revenue. It can be in injections. It could be from financing. It could be from a lot of different places. And I don't think like a QuickBooks or another tool has been able to capture this. Even CPG alone, every business is so different. So, you know, what I advise to our clients is set up a scrappy Google sheet, customize it the way you want and the way you understand. And I always tell them it's your job as the operator to, you know, keep a pulse on this cash flow every day. Or every- I have some ideas maybe I'll run by you after this on a tool and you can build it into Unloop because I think it would be so helpful for founders to see. So we'll get into into that another time. But, you know, I think that kind of leads into a lot of these things that founders aren't really paying attention to. So from other things that you've seen, what are some of the other accounting mistakes that you see CPG businesses make? I guess like the umbrella issue over all of this is you want to move to an accrual accounting system. And I know when I say that word to so many founders on discovery calls or my own clients, they kind of roll their eyes and they don't know what that means, right? And it is complex, but there's no use in me and you, Jordan, sitting here and kind of using technical you know, accounting, accounting words that no one really understands. So I'll kind of go through a few different things and just explain as simply as I can the difference between the cash basis method and the accrual method and how that relates to CPG specifically. So on the revenue side, there's obviously like so many promotions we're all running. There are chargebacks, there are all kinds of things going on. But with revenue, there's a timing delay with a lot of our sales channels in CPG that we're receiving cash much later than when the sale is made. So we want to recognize revenue when the sales are made rather than when cash is hitting the bank. Through Shopify or through Amazon or through the direct-to-consumer side of the business, it's obviously a little bit easier because that timing delay is smaller, right? So we don't need to worry too much about it there. When sales are made on Shopify, we see them come through when the payout comes through in QuickBooks. But we're seeing a lot of CPG business owners just categorizing that entire amount as revenue when really there's there's sales and there's some refunds, there's some discounts, there's Shopify fees. So really just splitting things out in the chart of accounts really helps make things a little bit clearer and be honest about our numbers. The next one is inventory. And this is obviously a huge one, right? So I think you mentioned at the start of this episode, when you were running a previous business of yours, you were putting all your inventory costs into a purchases account, which would be on the profit and loss statement. So we obviously under the accrual method want to have this on the balance sheet as an inventory balance and only expense it when we sell items, cost of goods sold. So this has two parts to it. We need to know how much inventory we have on hand at all times. And we also have to know what the cost of each SKU is. A few different ways to do this. Won't get like too in-depth with it here. I want to bore everyone, but there's the weighted average cost method and the first in, first out method that are the most common. So, you know, the main goal here is there's a lot of things going into each SKU of inventory, right? There's packaging, there's production, there's shipping, you know, there's a co-packer, there's all these different things and it has to be mapped out and then it has to be updated frequently as these costs are fluctuating. Look in the past, you know, year or two, all these costs have kind of been going crazy, but people are using cost of goods sold figures from way back, right? So keep a close pulse on this. And, you know, we do this for our clients. We update it for them if they don't have a system that's already doing it automatically. So Mike, it's so hard. Yeah. (laughs) There's so many variables that you have to 
put in as you're thinking about that. And I think that's the biggest challenge that founders see themselves in. They're like, oh, there's so much to keep track of. I mean, with that business T-Squares, we were doing our own self-manufacturing, right? So we were purchasing 20 different ingredient items across our three flavors. And each one had different prices that were changing every month. So I was like, yeah, let's just kind of dump them all in some place and figure that out later. (laughs) Yeah, I think to get it like 100% perfect could be a huge undertaking. And we don't want to waste too much time on something that's just going to have like a small difference, especially if you don't have like US gap reporting or anything serious like that. But yeah, like I think we got to make do our best, right? Depending on how many SKUs you have, how complex it is and all this stuff. Like I jump for joy when somebody has, you know, two or three SKUs. Yeah. <laughs> I, I know I could, get a, I could get a perfect, right? Nice. Awesome. Yeah. What's next? I think also, you know, obviously the deductions part of this industry is huge. I won't talk too much about like deductions management and disputes and all that's another beast on its own. I'm actually thinking about like starting some sort of service there as well, but we haven't really launched that yet. But the accounting for chargebacks is huge, right? Nobody's really estimating in the form of what we call an accrual, what this amount is going to be. So, you know, what we do for our clients is we expense it in the current period and always have an accrual or a reserve for a little bit later for the next month when these chargebacks are actually going to come in. Yeah. I think that pretty much covers it accounting wise. Yeah, we'll have to have another one on deductions because the things that founders are going through when you like don't know what the deductions and chargebacks are going to be, but you need to be kind of reserving money to pay for those, but they affect kind of cash that came that or inventory that's been sold. So yeah, it gets really complicated there, I bet in terms of like making sure one, you're accounting for it all. And then two, you have the right numbers to actually plan for what that's going to be moving forward. Exactly. I know a lot of founders have actually, you know, even on those like purchase orders are like, what? I'm only getting paid 60% of what I put out. So yeah, definitely something to keep an eye on knowing what all those things are. And so many founders are doing this themselves, like man, especially in the early stages, like they're just wasting so much time on that. And, you know, I haven't figured it out yet, but there's definitely another way where we can help them with that process too. It's just nice. Yeah. So let's talk through some of like the cash flow issues. I know we talked through this earlier. What have you kind of found from a cash flow management perspective? Yeah, I think we pretty much covered everything already. I just think like it needs to be done by the operator. Like so many people call me and they're like, Mike, can you manage cash flow for me? Right. And I'm like, no, I can't. You know, we can do the accounting, but cash flow is, you know, your department. But cash conversion cycle is something everyone I think should figure out. I think I haven't seen many of my clients with a negative cash conversion cycle, but your cash conversion cycle is a simple calculation, days inventory outstanding plus days sales outstanding minus days payable outstanding. So days inventory outstanding is how long it takes you to sell your inventory, days sales outstanding, how long it takes you to convert a sale into cash in the bank and days payable outstanding is how long it takes to pay your suppliers. So once you figure out all these on average, you'll have your cash conversion cycle, how long it takes to go through the whole process and get cash hitting the bank. If you have this negative, it's amazing, but it's very, very rare, especially in inventory. Yeah, especially in the CPG business and food and beverage in particular, when you are buying ingredients and doing manufacturing way up front, and then you have a 30 to 90 day payback period for goods, um, (laughs) understanding kind of how much cash you'll need and how long it takes to get repaid is so crucial. And I think like the formula that you mentioned is a really great one. A lot of founders are like, okay, let me go back and re-listen to that. But, you know, 
talk to someone who either your accountant or someone who's kind of doing some fractional CFO work for you to understand what the metric really means. And the whole idea is that you want to be able to reduce that ratio so that you have more cash on hand and less out there as receivables and payables that you have. So definitely make sure that, you know, it's great. I think, like you said, the negative number basically means you're getting paid for products that you're selling before you have to pay your suppliers. And so you already have the money in the bank, which would be amazing, right? I think we would all love that business. Yeah, that's a business we'd all we'd all buy. And if you have that business, let me know. I'll buy it. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're really quiet. <laughs> I don't want anyone to know. And so I think kind of wrapping this up, right? Like how important is it around like reporting all this stuff and thinking about being timely and getting these reports and should they be 100% accurate or yeah, what should be that approach? Like I think if we're moving from a cash basis to an accrual basis of accounting, we're, you're already making a huge jump, right? So, you know, if you can find somebody, your bookkeeper to give you an accrual set of statements on time every month for a pretty affordable rate, you know, you're already on your way there. Spending all the time in the world, spinning your wheels on this stuff, it's not going to, you know, really make a huge, huge impact to get it hundred percent accurate. Right. But if we could get it like 80 to 90% accurate, then you have statements that you can use to make decisions. But aside from the accuracy, the timeliness is also super, super important. And is somewhere where, you know, so many founders are really, you know, falling behind. It's the reports are not coming in on the 15th of every month. Like I said before, they're in a constant state of like trying to clean things up, changing the chart of accounts, you know, setting up new technology. You really need to get into this, you know, 15th every month, you set a deadline, you review the financials with your accountant or your bookkeeper, you populate the actuals in in the budget to actuals document. And then, you know, assess why did we miss our goal? Why did we meet our goal? You know, what are we going to do next time to make sure we're hitting target? And then once this whole flow is kind of there, you're all set. And that's pretty much it. That's what founders in the CPG space need today. Mike, I know a lot of people don't get excited about accounting, but I absolutely love it because it really shows you behind the scenes of your business. So thanks so much for being on the show and talking about this today. Thanks so much for having me, Jordan. Yeah. Anyone listening, if you want to learn more about Unloop Accounting and see how it worked for your brands, their pricing is super affordable, getting sorted out for CPG brands. So look for the link in the show notes on how to find out more. Thanks, Mike. Thanks. Bye.